Good morning. So we left off with Emuna, and with Emuna, with with uh, we pick up. Um, the truth is, when you think about Hanukkah, actually Parshvayeshev also with Yosef's life, uh, you imagine what it really means to live with Emuna. It's on. Yeah. Okay. So this is a. I didn't see a light. A new one. Oh, yeah, I do see a light. Yeah. Uh, imagine, you could imagine living in the time of the Greeks. I mean, you can't, you can't imagine. It means it's not even like the Nazis, where they were, which was very scary. Obviously, it's some level more dangerous physically than the Greeks. But, the, you know, the Nazis were, the Reich was 12 years. Right? For the first few years, they were... Uh, you know, getting their act together and being appeased by people like Chamberlain and ignored by FDR and appeased by France. And ultimately, of course, they were able to rebuild the German army and destroy most of Europe. But when you think about it, they, they were a short kingdom. The Greeks were around for hundreds of years, not just as shh, a military power, but also as the, the culture of the world. I mean... Open any history book, you know, Greece was the dominant culture power for hundreds of years. They, 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 they essentially controlled most of the Mediterranean basin. You know, even Persia, which, which was their main enemy, uh, was, you know, and, and at times big Greece. Uh, but they weren't in North Africa. They weren't in these countries, you know, uh, for, for a large period of time. Obviously, during the time of Perm, they were. So we're under Greece. Uh, at the time of, by Purim's time, Akashverosh's time, the, Persia. It, Persia was a dom, was, was was dominating the, those areas, including Israel, etc. But by the time of Alexander the Great, when, when he would take over, you know, when you think of Persia attacking, it was always against those who know all of those wars. Uh, they were always fighting against Athens, essentially, and they're all city states. What Alexander of Macedonia did is he took Sparta. And Athens and all of those city states are made into one army, which was the most powerful army in the world. I mean, and Alexander took from North Africa all the way to India. And, you know, he, he you know, uh, uh, more, yeah, his kingdom was actually probably greater than Persia's, uh, Pashtus, right? So when you think about it, if you were a Yid, a Jew living in that time, I mean, you can't imagine, you know, it's like, essentially, I want to understand what it would be. It would be essentially if, like, Borough Park just declared war on the United States of America. Like, <laughs> crazy. You know, it's not like you had even unity amongst the Jews, right? The Jews themselves were fighting against each other. You know, all the countries would be, shh, don't be, don't be a rabble-rouser. Relax. You know, you just accept it. Times have changed. You know, if you have to change your, your name to Antigone, you know, instead of Avraham, life will go on. You know, be happy that you can live in Israel, even if you can't keep all Torah mitzvahs. No, but this, and we'd have that today, by the way, also. You, yeah. I'm not talking about even in the non-Orthodox, in the Orthodox world. If we be on this today, immediately if some people say, listen, just be satisfied, be happy. This is the way it is today, today's times, today's world. I mean, the pressures were immense. I'm not talking the military pressures, immense. On the moon, you think about Yosef Atzadik. I, I, whenever I think about Yosef Atzadik, you know, I mentioned him briefly on Shabbos. His, about his and briefly, I mentioned on Shabbos about his Nisayan. When you really think about it, a boy at 17 years old, who's 
sold by his family, so he's rejected by his own family. Today, a kid rejected by his family goes off the charts, you know, ends up on drugs, who knows what else, you know. Religious, forget religion. I mean, the, the kid's messed up for life. You know, your brother sell you, you know, and you, you, he was already an orphan by his mother. He sold, thrown into Egypt. Egypt was, at that time, the dominant kingdom of the world and the most morally perverse kingdom of the world. He's in a house where the guy buys him for, for the owner buys him for specifically one reason, for Mishkov Zachar. And, and, and the owner's official wife is trying to seduce him daily. You know, the measure says that Yosef saw a naked woman in, the house, in that house, right? Walking, he's like Yeshiva Bachar at 17 years old. What do you think, do you, don't you think, how many people would keep their faith under that such a circumstance? Keep their ability to be a Taylor Yid, right? To grow, let alone, which you see clearly in, in, in right? You have to have a tremendous emuna. Really, to be matzliach in life, you have to have emuna. You have to have faith. Otherwise, people collapse. People, you know, you have you, they collapse emotionally. They collapse spiritually. So there's another level of emuna. From there comes many great uh, character traits. You have to know that every single thing that happens in the lower world comes from HaKadosh Baruch Then a person does not prick their finger in this below. Unless there is a gezeira, unless there is a decree on him um, above. That's a Gemara in Chulim. It may be Elyon everything. Uh, depending on our actions, depending on our level, depending on our prayer, depending on what we do, is decreed. But God will always give us what we need from above and below. Ben habais bidei very importantly, because very often things that come from above, you know, a person gets sick, a person has something bad happen to, uh, with, the, with the food, just do me a favor, let's put the food down. These <laughs> people passing. Uh, I mean, you can take, just don't, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, Ben habais uh, um, whether it comes from uh, above, whether it comes from below, you know, if a person gets insulted today, all of a sudden they think like, this guy did this, the person gets ripped off, stolen from, you know, I remember a person I, that I knew, their house got robbed. Like, all of a sudden, they were so like, this happened, like, they did put an alarm, they did what they had to, your house gets robbed, it's Hashem, you can't get robbed, it's not... Now, obviously, if you move into a very bad neighborhood, right, so you're, you're putting yourself in a clee, in a vessel that's more likely to get robbed. If you smoke, you're more likely to get lung cancer, right? If you drive like a maniac, by the way, driving like a maniac means, right, like I saw someone drive this morning with their windshield wiper frozen. <laughs> I'm like, you know, how do people drive like that? Crazy. You have low visibility, and then you get into an accident. Whose fault is that? It's not, you know what that means? It means you're judged on that reality. You're judged at the reality you're at. So if you, if you smoke, if you put yourself in a, in a compromised situation and a lady tries to seduce you, it's not that it's a God trying to test you. You put yourself in a compromised situation. What do you, what do you think happened? Right? If, you, if you don't take care of your physical health, if you don't exercise... So your body gets damaged. So, 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 so then okay, you're, but but no matter what you do, and no matter where you are, you're judged, and God gives you what you're supposed to have at that moment. So, so again, 
if you pray more, you have more siyata deshmai. If you pray less, you'll, you'll be judged and you'll get at that lo- lo- lower level of, of, of prayer. Right? If you marry, if you marry a, a, a lady, right? if you, you knowingly marry a lady with serious uh, uh, emotional issues, you say anger, Right, so you, you, any anger that you get from this lady, she, she's, she's emotionally abusive, right? So it's minashamayim, but you chose just you chose a life of <laughs> that's your situation, right? You pick that, right? If you marry a woman who's not so religious, so you've chosen a life of uh, of religious issues. I mean, no, that so God will judge you based on that. But but the, at the end of the day, so everything comes minashamayim means. Once you make our decisions, Hashem will give us exactly based on that uh, 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 on that on that reality. Um, but but everything ultimately, no one could do anything to you, any anything without without Hakadosh Baruch Hu being goyzer. Many shluchim, there are many people, right? How many shluchim, whether for the good or for the better? You have to know, therefore, everything comes from Hashem. You could you could be a quote unquote on. The top of the world, and in one second, your whole life could change. You get hit by. I, I, I saw last night terrible news of a big tzaddik person who, who my family knows, my wife's family knows, sit by a car. Not a guy, a doctor in Lawrence, New York. You know, it actually happened to be very big in Atzala. Uh, they walk in the street in one minute, was hit by a car, his whole life's over. Terrible, terrible. One minute, right? One minute a person meets. Died, yeah. Big Nebuch, big Nebuch. Very good person. Um, but you know, you meet the wrong con person, you take the wrong business decision, or you meet the right person, you know, you, you meet the right, the right moment, you know, every your life is a concert, nobody has anything guaranteed in life, nothing ever is guaranteed in life. Uh, so Kosh Baruch gives, listen, I'm just talking about my own personal experience on a very small level, I had plans, I had all kinds of meetings and plans for Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. If I would have said, you know, I, you know, when I flew back from the Gita Convention Sunday night, when I planned my week, I would have never imagined what happened last week. I probably should have never would have imagined. I mean, it, it, was not, it's, it wasn't on my wavelength that that could have happened. I'm sure my wife, who actually, I changed my plans, I lost a lot of sleep, but what she had was, it was terrible, you know? And again, for whatever reason, Akash Baruch Hu gave that to Akash Baruch Hu. That's, that's not easier, because it's not only from Akash Baruch Hu, Right? But you feel that reality. It's like you don't know what tomorrow brings, and therefore, Kolish Baruch Hu gives chayal. Um, uh, uh, it's not that you're, you're, you're smart and you're guaranteed. There are plenty of people who are very intelligent, who are very smart, and there's not and there's nothing that's that's not there's nothing that's that, that, that's guaranteed. Um, Right? You, when you, your priority is to think, actually, one of the things I said at the convention, one of the speakers, so I guess when you're living in life, what is your focus? You know, you know, you can, making money, by the way, now again, if you want to make money to support a Jewish family, to be able to do things, there's no guarantees. Right? Like, I, I remember I was in law school, these people, you, know, you see, you're always, I, 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 in Penn, the big, joint degree is with Warden, the business school. It's the number one business school in the United States of America, uh, is Warden Business School. And, well, Stanford, right. So these people, at the end of the day, you know, they they go out every night to meet one person. They go to all kinds of mixers, all kinds of networking events. You know why? 
they're so consumed. If I meet the person who connects me to this person, you know, you know, and yeah, you know, you know what? Maybe F sure, but if you spend every night learning Torah, right? And you gotta get to, if you have to have a job, but to do these type of things, right? Which is a big maybe, a big you know, and the same thing. A person learns Torah, a guaranteed Torah. You still make a living. Right? If you go to law school, you'll make a living. You may be a slave, but you'll really make a living, right? Don't worry. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, I, 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 yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, think about it. He says, if you think of where your voice is, right? don't think that you'll, you'll win by breaking Shabbos. I remember some people who are weaker over the years told me, second day of Yom Tif, I don't know if I can not go to work. I missed a lot of work already. It's, you know, it's maybe it's a minog, maybe it's the Rabbanan. Okay, Shabbat gives the money. Person thinks that you work on Shabbos, you think you're going to make a penny? You don't make a penny. It gets lost. It gets lost in car accidents. It gets lost in psychologists. It gets lost in bad investments. It gets lost in other places. It doesn't, doesn't, doesn't blibe. It doesn't stay. Hey, a person has to know that only the only t- money that stays is money from, that comes kosher. Right? And, and, and because of this, right, you, you deal differently. If you live with the Muna, you live at work. No Yachbe, no one, of course, a, a good manager, you have to put, you have to manage, right? But it's not emotional. It's not, no one's taking away something from you, right? No one, there's no one who could take away something that's supposed to be yours. And you won't be machnif. You know what a, you know what a chanufa a person is? So I'm a rabbi, I can tell you as a rabbi, when you fundraise, you can, find, you can easily chanufa. You tell a big donor, right? His whole lifestyle is against the Torah. Oh, you're a great guy. You know, why are you telling me he's a great guy? I could say it's, it's very, if a person gives money to tzedakah, that is an amazing act. And they, anyone who gives money to a Torah cause is, will be rewarded for that act, 100%. But if his lifestyle is against the Torah, he's not a great guy. He did a great deed. He did a great deed. But if, certainly you can't say to the person, oh, you know, the guy tells you he's going on to, to Vegas to do whatever. It's a great life. I'm happy for you. It's wonderful. Why, Mr. So-and-so, you know, you're, you're getting some money. You're doing great. You know, or your boss at work is, is ta- saying things. If you can't disagree, then don't say anything. Don't say a word. Certainly, you don't Hanufa. Why do people do Hanufa? Because they're scared. They're worried about their money. They're worried about their career, you know. A person that shouldn't say anything. I don't know if you have a Muna, you won't come to hate your brothers. You know, you won't take revenge. You know why? Because people take revenge if they feel that they, somebody hurt them, somebody stole from them, somebody took away from them. Right? People, people will bear grudges. Anything that happens, a person knows Hashem. What's the biggest in the Tanakh? Who is the biggest example of a person who got hurt? And, and, and they had, actually, there's more than one, but. And specifically, the Pasuk itself says, it's not from this person who hurt me, it's from Hashem. Yes, huh? Job? No. A person died. I would say, I, I would say, uh, I, I would say David. Yosef also. Yeah, yeah, so the oh, two people I was actually thinking of, Yosef and David. Right? But, but, but by revenge, specifically, the Torah brings the example of David and Shemim ben Gera. Right, that Shimon Gera, as David was being, the revolt went uh, with Avshalom. He literally followed David in front of his whole army, cursed him, 
and said over and over and Shimon Gerel is not a small person. It had been Shlomo Melch's teacher. And didn't he tell it's Sunday What's a second? What second? So uh, that was first the pasuk itself. First, uh, um, so so what happens is Yov said at that moment, kill a guy. No, everything comes from Hashem. Everything comes from Hashem. So why did he have Sh- Shlomo kill him? Because the reality is that Shimon never did tshuva, and he was chayiv misa. And for his own sake, David killed him. So he, Shlomo. he didn't want, David didn't want to do it because it had been about him. It had nothing to do with him. It wasn't David's covered that he got killed. It was because the man was Chayiv Misa, right? And if you let that happen, it would have been bad for Shemi Ben Gera to have died without, without doing Shuva, right? And even he, that, he created a, a, a reality that it was on, on that level. But, but David said, this, nothing happened. If Shemi Ben Gera's public humility, at his worst moment, where Avshalom had revolt, re, 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 rebelled and, revol, and, revol, and, re, and revolted. Um, right? It's a Sadiqu Bechol Dorach Vechasi Bechol Maisal. Bechol Dorach Rachmana Letavah. Whatever Kaddish Baruch Hu does is for the good. We turn Kach Yekabo Allah Derech Shemayim B'Simcha. Person will always, always take Rashan as a Simcha, a different life. You live in the world, nobody could hurt you. Nobody could damage you. Nobody could take away what's yours. It's all from Hashem. Yosef Atzadik ultimately was redeemed. Why? Why was he, why was he redeemed? Not because he didn't give up the faith. Because wherever he was, he was matzliach. And why was he matzliach? People saw, they always saw God with him. Not only did he always see God, people saw in him. They constantly promoted him because he lived with the, he lived with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. He lived with Hashem. He, Right? You won't be broken in life. You won't be you won't give up in life. You'll you'll constantly grow. And the, and the truth is the Shura Shirut is to always believe in the Torah sense and what Khazal tells us. If you know everything Khazal say, everything the Gemara says is a hundred percent true. Now, I gave Shir and Agatha a few years ago. You have to know what, what Agathas mean under certain say. There's not one Chazal, there's not one Pasuk in the Torah that's not 100% MS. It's not 100% true. Right? What the Torah says, uh, what the Metzius of a man should, of, uh, is, everything Chazal says, everything the Torah says, for of course it's 100% true. Uh, I, you don't understand how this could be 100% true. So you have to say that you don't understand the, the, what, what Chazal means. Right? Not, uh, we're not literalists, by the way. The Torah is not... We don't say an eye for an eye means an eye for an eye. And very often some of the Gaita Gemara's are not literal. They're metaphor, metaphors as well, which I discussed previously. I was once, by the way, by Rabbi Elio Weintraub. And... Um, I was by Elio Weintraub. was one of the greatest... Probably the biggest bucky in the Gra in the, in the world at the time. With Ramesh Shapiro. And I was with a person who has a difficult situation in life. And he said, the Gemara says this thing, a certain thing. I don't need to be details. So, the, so he said to Rabbi Yawanshab, could I believe, should I take the Gemara literally, that in my situation, that I can rely on this fact? So the Rabbi Yawanshab said, 100% if you believe in Chazal, 100%. It means if you believe in Chazal, if you, if you act like that, then you'll you have siyat of the shmai that that will happen. But you gotta believe in the chazal, right? You gotta believe in the chazal. Say it's true in the first place. It's not like a clock, you know. Uh, uh. It's conditional. It's conditional. It's 
this he felt was conditional. Yeah, it was a, it was a skula. The thing, the Gemara was a skula. And what he said is that it would be d- dependent on your belief in, in that. It was like a pasuk. The Torah says, uh, you know, if you, if you keep kosher, this, it was not a pasuk, it's a chazal. It says dependent on that. So when he's skula, like a school to find something. You have to well, it's a school in general, the first thing about schools is you know, it's a school, a bona fide school. Like put, putting a key in your chala, I'm nothing against it. You may eat a key, which would be dangerous. Uh, but that's not, that's not chazal. That's like a 200 year old minog. Anyone, do, anyone put their keys in their chala after Pesach? No? No one puts their keys in the chala? Okay, I have advice if you do that. You have to put aluminum foil, make sure not to eat the key, make sure it's not rusty, you know. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's a, if I believe that I put my key in the chala, I'm going to make a parnasa, I don't know. It's like maybe, it's not, not, not a bad, you know. It's, 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 that's a school law, which is not a guaranteed school law. It's like an, an Indian, it's like eating vitamins, you know. Yeah, it's, it's brought down, it's not a crazy school law. But, uh, but it's not, Mutai Chazu is, you know, Rabbi Kiva says, Hillel says, you know, Rabbi Yechel Manzaka, he says that that's a real school law, right? Um, everything Chazal says, everything Gemara says is 100% true. Again, what Chazal mean under certain circumstances is, is important to know. But everything in Torah, to keep everything in Torah. Okay, let's look at it again. Right now, this week, the Gemara says explicit Gemara on Shabbos. By the way, five of you want to learn, I'd be very happy if, if, if I had a group of people who want to learn the, the Sugis and Shabbos before Minchan every day or before Marv at 6.45, I would do it. Um, if, if enough people want to do it. But you look at the Gemara over there. Um, the Gemara says over there that a person's careful about candle lighting. Shabbos candle lighting and Hanukkah candle lighting. They're moved, their children will be coming to Chamin. I'm Raghul Maner. So, what does that mean? So, the Mufar Shim say you have to be careful of all the details. So if a person is careful and thinks that this is chazal, yeah, they'll have children who tell me they're chachamim. If they, they're not so careful, they don't follow the laws, they don't believe in it really, yeah, maybe a nice thing to do at a school. So yeah, you, you don't really believe in it, so that, that's what really Wancho was saying, right? Mm-hmm. It's a Gemara! That you should take candlelighting very seriously. And of course it means to understand what the candlelighting is. But when chazal say that, it's not like a, a dover, it's not a dover muat, it's not a small thing. You know, Chavetz Chaim used to always say, people come to him for brachas. He says, what are you coming to me for brachas? Fill, fill the Torah says, you'll have the biggest bracha in the world. You know, fill what the Torah says, that'll be your bracha. You know, take, keep Shabbos correctly. There'll be Jews who are Mechal Shabbos. In the between World War I and World War II, first time in mass, in Eastern Europe, you're Jews breaking the Sabbath. They, they come to the Chavetz Chaim, who's still a holy man, he wants a bracha. You want a bracha? Keep Shabbos, he used to say. Right? That's your bracha. You come to the Chavetz Chaim for a bracha. Keep the Shabbos. That's your bracha. You know that, that that's where that's where they believe in everything the Torah says. Uh, uh, of a mice, but it says many people say they're uh, when we believe, but they don't show they believe, right? You believe in Hashem, and then they cheat in business. If you believe in God, you know they should be honest in business. Uh kol yavel kim mishma. You have to know that everything Hashem does is with judgment. Except for an ownership of Vera, when a person gets punished in this world, and, and, right? And the truth is, it's better to be punished in this world. That's a bit of Shimon Mangera. Much better, much better. We don't look for punishments. We do our best to, 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 that our punishment should happen through giving charity, through pushing ourselves to wake up early to daven, which is exer- exertion, by staying up late to learn Torah, 
But if a person gets punished and they don't acknowledge Hashem, so let me go back to that case. A person's house get robbed. I remember this, a person's house got robbed. And instead of saying, why did God do this to me? He says, this person, this bum, this whatever, this drug addict, or this person, this lowlife steals from my house. He stole from my house. Now, that was a shliach. But you know who stole from your house? Because Baruch said, you're gonna be, your house is going to be stolen. When this, when this person was driving by, scooping the neighborhood, he didn't have to make a left in your block. He chose your block. Because Hashbarosh Baruch put your block in his eyesight. That's where the GPS went. Nothing happens to a person without a Kaj Baruch, without Hashem. And therefore, if you think that the reason your house gets stolen, you forget about Hashem. I'm telling you this what happens all the time. There's no Hashem. A person in a car accident. It's just this idiot who's texting in his car hit my car. This moron. That's all the person can think about. Why is the person thinking about a Kaj Baruch? And the actually part of the punishment gets worse. It's actually, we say this in Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah davening. It says, actually, a lot of places, that if we don't recognize Hashem, it's actually, the, any punishment gets worse because you're missing the whole point of it. Right? If a person's having a difficulty in life, with people, with life, it's supposed to come to a Baruch And of course, there are sometimes, there are things that happen we just have no idea. Why this guy got hit by a car last night? I, there's no way I could ever figure this out. There's a tzaddik of a Jew. You know? Why certain people have certain sufferings? It could be Gilgulim. Could be a million other things, but to know that, but to know that everything comes from Hashem. Or you believe in Hashem. There are people who believe in Hashem, you know, but you still don't follow it because they want to follow their tithes. Right? They don't care enough. They don't. It doesn't bother them enough. But a person who's miming, a person who believes, not only will they be able to be emotionally and spiritually healthy at all times. But the more a person believes, the more they'll be successful in all of their Torah worship, the more bracha they'll get in all of their areas of life.